Welcome to the CAMCAST. The CAM Project is the take action nonprofit organization to inspire, influence, and impact kids and teens worldwide. Your CAMCAST host interviews older teens, parents, mentors, and specialists, providing tips, advice, education, inspiration, and a supportive community to kid and teen entrepreneurs. Introducing owner of Actionista Live and co-founder of the CAM Project, your host, Samara Beth Hurley. All right, we are back here in Rockville, Maryland with my dear longtime friend, Monica Vidal with Visual Well and Washington Talent Agency. And Monica and I are close friends as well. So we actually went on a walk. Oh, let's talk about our walk. When you jumped into my arms? Okay, not quite, but... No, I would have. Yes, you would have. <laughs> a very, very, very long black snake that I almost stepped on. And Monica goes, snake. And I was screaming like crazy, jumping up and down. And then literally almost jumped in Monica's arms. I am terrified of snakes. And it was quite the long stake. Yes, but then she proceeded to take like 50 photos and video as the snake followed up a tree. So I'm not sure how scared she was, but... I needed proof. (laughs) In case it ate you, I'm not sure that would have happened, but... Monica and I were discussing on our walk, we were talking about the CAM project, which... Most of you, if you're listening, probably know that it's helping kids and teens become entrepreneurs. It's a mentorship program. It's a program that is really partnering up with other curriculums and nonprofits and helping kids find the right place for them versus us trying to manipulate the situation and what they need to learn and and all that. We're just trying to really help kids and teens find their purpose, their passion, and turn it into a business. And if we have people to connect them with, As a queen networker, that's what we do. So Monica and I were discussing a shelter that she used to volunteer at. And so I want her to share a little bit about that. Like I said, it's just so emotional. But uh, the shelter that I used to volunteer at was in D.C. And it is a shelter for women. And they they each have just one room. And most of them had one, two, three kids with them. And the problem is that they all had to be out of the shelter on a daily basis at 3 p.m. And as we all know, you know, you can't be looking for a job if you have a baby in your hands. And you also, the kids would also just get one meal at lunch if they're in school. So all this got me thinking, and I'm sure, you know, everybody has you know, maybe had some sort of experience with this, but it got me thinking as to what do we do with the kids? You know, how do we expect mothers to find a job if they still have a child? So daycare. And then it led me on to thinking about so many things and how it could be helped. And then I ran into some people who are retirees and they're teachers. And my dream would be to find a location where we can bring these two together so that Kids that are going home to an empty house have a place to go after school where maybe these retirees can volunteer. So to me, that seems like a perfect combination. So people who have time, kids who don't have a parent, not because they don't want to be at home, but because they have to be working, don't have a parent to come home to. So there they can do their homework, they can develop, they can socialize. And that's my dream. 
So what you're doing, Samara, is very important. And I think this is what we talked in our walk. And I was like, can we take it back a little bit? You know, can we take it back? Um, in order for them to become entrepreneurs, we first have to give them the foundation, you know, and that foundation starts with the home. And the word the home can be defined in so many different ways. It can be defined as one parent, two parents, you know, and magic that happens and the good things that everybody wants to happen. Let's bring all that energy together to give them the foundation that they need to then be the entrepreneurs that they can be. And so this also goes back to all the socialization that they have to have under their belt, not just for the kids, but for the parents. And so working in this shelter also showed me that so many of these parents want those tools, but if we can't give them daycare, they can't take advantage of any kind of mentorship and anything, and then they can't give that to their children. So it becomes very cyclical, right? We want to get them out of welfare. We want to get them out of that. But when that's all they know, we tend to sometimes, and I hope this doesn't create chaos or, you know, we tend to sometimes just throw money at the problem. And it's not just that. You have to give people worth, you know, people. Uh, what's the word? Education, it's love, it's compassion, it's... It's prevention, yeah. right? It's prevention. So if we if we fix, if, if we give people another alternative value, you know, and see, and everybody wants to succeed, everybody wants to feel their self-worth. And I think that's something that we sometimes lose, you know, not on purpose, but we lose our way. And along the way, uh, the kids get hurt, you know, and so if we start with the foundation, I think that then we can, you know, move on to entrepreneurs and things like that. I, I hope that all made sense. It, it does make sense. And I love it so much. And I see so much collaboration. And, and I instantly, when we were talking about this, I was thinking, well, we're going to do a meetup, a clubhouse meetup with some of my other former guests of CamCast, Dianara and Sajid and Charmaine Dunn because they live in the Virginia area. So we did a dinner together in Virginia, in Old Town, Alexandria. It was so amazing. Toasty, toasty, too. It was hot there. <laughs> the air was not working. But it was so powerful because Charmaine, who wrote From the Outhouse to the White House and came from nothing and became who she is today, and her and I are co-founders of YEP, which is Young Entrepreneur Project, and we feel so strongly about helping people of all ages become entrepreneurs. And then you have Dianara who was incarcerated. And when she got out, she cleaned herself up, cleaned her life up, did not go back into any of the situations that she was put in before with her upbringing. And she's an amazing individual. I just love her, dear friend. And she's raising her kids to be entrepreneurs and um, she homeschools them. So she, she definitely has them in a situation, an area, an environment where she can control the environment. And again, that environment, you know, is defined in so many different ways. You know, there's no cookie cutter. We're not going back to uh, leave it to beaver kind of, oh, God, I'm dating myself back. I was too young for that show too. Um, but, you know, just, you know what I mean? Just the, the Donna Reed show. <laughs> exactly. There's no definition. The definition is so wide and it, it is whatever works for you. I just want to be there to support it. That's right. And so when we first started Ava's company, Whisk It with Flava, 
Ava is my 11-year-old kidpreneur, who many of you probably know. She is also the host of Camcast Kids, which is the podcast for kids by kids. And Ava is a how-to baker. She loves teaching people how to bake. She likes to video herself, or we video her and edit, put on YouTube and all the social media. Ava loves to start baking, and she's a how-to baker. And the whole goal for us was to be able to bring baking skills and tools to the shelters and teach kids how to bake. And it's so fun when you're working with fondant. It's like Play-Doh. I mean, you get all these tools and it's so fun. When COVID happened, we obviously weren't able to do that, but hopefully we'll be able to go back to that and teach these kids some baking skills because they can turn around and bake and sell cake jars or cakes or who knows, they might be able to work at, get jobs at bakeries and have their own bakery one day. So It's all about teaching the kids the skills, but also be loving and give them a friend. So when we started the CAM project, it was about creating an environment that was a safe environment for kids and teens to pursue their passions, whether it's bracelet making or slime making or graphic design or computer website building, whatever it may be, or Legos, whatever, and turn it into a business. But it's also so that they can have a community of other kids who have that entrepreneurial mindset, even if they're eight years old. It's so amazing to meet these young kids that are like prodigies. They have minds of adults, but they start young. If we could get the right people together to create this environment that Monica speaks of and bring in the retired community as well as other kids, kids teaching kids, think about how powerful that would be. And I want Monica to also explain to you the location of where this shelter was, because I think that that also is a huge mindset killer in my mind. However, it can also be, if you don't fix your life, you're going across the street kind of thing. So Monica, can you explain a little bit about that? Yes, that was quite an eye-opening for me when we offered the shelter, which was the DC shelter, we offered them to give them a, you know, an event during Christmas. And we're going to bring everything and Santa Claus and, you know, food and decorations and entertainment, everything. We just wanted to give them a really, you know, a night off and just celebrate. And so I brought with me two of my MCs that work with me all the time. And I said, hey, would you mind coming with me and doing a walkthrough? And so when we did this, these two wonderful gentlemen who are African-American, they, one of them, we got out of the car, stood in the middle of the parking lot, looked to his right, looked to his left, where the shelter was. I was like, oh, that's so great. So they go from the shelter to the penitentiary. So it was... Uh, across the street from the parking lot was jail, you know. And so I felt so horrible at first, you know, because it was such an eye-opening. I had not even given that a thought. Uh, Not that I'm a bad person, not anything, you know, but that wasn't my reality. You know, that wasn't, and it happens to be his, you know. He came from welfare and all of that. And so it just clicked on, you know, that's just not a healthy environment, right? To have one in front of the other, what are we telling these kids? Now, you know, we still went through the walkthrough and everything. So as of today, that shelter has been closed. Now, where everybody else has gone, you know, I really don't know, which is, you know, the sad part. But, 
yes, this is in our nation's capital. And I think it's all over the country, you know, when we as a country have a lot of work to do with feeding kids and adults, you know, and giving everybody the tools that they need. I just, when I'm seeing people on the corner of the streets, you know, asking for money and with their children, it does take me back to Peru. You know, I know what that can lead to, and I just don't want us to keep going that slippery slope. And whatever I can do, I'm just here, you know, to give up my time. No ego involved. Just, you know, let's just do it. That's right. That's why I love you, Monica. If anyone is listening and they want to be part of this journey and helping whatever project we come together with, we're in the ground of the foundation, building the foundation of such a project, it obviously will require a great deal of funds. But I always said if I had all the money in the world, I'd adopt and take over every orphanage because I think that the kids, you know, who go into foster care, and if you listen to Alicia Shawnee's episode, she grew up in foster care and such a horrible situation. And so listen back previous episodes of CamCast because It's amazing to me to see how so many individuals have overcome adversity and abuse, physical, mental, horrible abuse, starved, and they have made themselves into entrepreneurs. They've taken a horrible situation and made it into something that would drive them to become better and to become entrepreneurs. Another great episode to catch is Yassine. Yassine came from a horrible situation. Her mom was schizophrenic and abusive, and it was awful, and she lived with her. And Yassine is now a millionaire and raising her kids. Her kids are millionaires. Her 15-year-old daughter bought a house to live in. It's unbelievable. Definitely listen back to previous episodes, and I'm not saying that because I want you to download, listen. I don't even pay attention to all that. This is about the power of the CAM project. This is about helping kids and teens not just become entrepreneurs. It's about helping them stay in the right space. So Monica, do you have any final words, tips, advice? Well, if you don't mind, I just want to go back a little bit. You asked me originally, you know, where it came from and how I got started. And I'm very privileged that in Peru, I come from, you know, a great family, extended family, everything. And yes, you know, there you have nannies, you have, you know, everything. And I had the most wonderful nanny since my oldest brother was only months old, who my mother brought into the house, who lived with us. And, you know, my mother gets jealous because she says she's our real mother. But, you know, she has been with us. She's still alive. She has two children. She has grandchildren. And we take care of her. And we take care of her. Her daughter is like my sister because we're, you know, not that far apart. She's my younger sister. And she's got two children and she is a baker and I brought her all sorts of things to bake and her daughter's doing the same thing. And so, you know, I, that's how I help. We build them a house. Uh, we take care of them as much as we can. You know, my nanny's still part of our lives. And, but we, you know, that's a little something that we were able to do and we continue to do to help them raise themselves up because they sell all their baking and especially through COVID, it was a very, very tough. And, you know, again, I came from a different walk of life where my family, both my mom and dad were very much community people, 
even though we had everything we needed, public health was what we do and how we grew up. So we were never, you know, spoon-fed anything. You know, we had to work for everything. We wanted to work for everything because that's, that's what they taught us. Again, the definition of where you come from doesn't have to define you. You know, it's work with your community, listen to what Samara is saying. I would love to work with anybody. Like I said, I met these two wonderful women. We all went out to dinner and I look forward to continuing that friendship and making something out of this. I think that the money is there. I don't think the money is going to be the difficult part is the energy and of course all the red tape that can come along. So if anybody knows how to cut through that red tape better than I can, hey, I'm here. Call me. Exactly. And I think that the final phrase for that is it takes a village. It does take a village, it, you know, and we're starting that village and it always has only taken a village, you know, it's sometimes the loudest people are the people that we need to tune off and really listen to ourselves and, you know, find like-minded people uh, to move forward. That's right. Thank you. And then also brings me to remembering that I need to start promoting out loud on the podcast that the the start of Kids Across the Map, which is also K-A-M, CAM Project, Kids Across the Map, is kind of my version of Hands Across America and We Are the World. I have been already in touch with event planners and producers around the world, and we are going to be uh, recruiting people. So if you're interested in volunteering, participating, getting your country, your city, your state involved, your province, whatever it may be, this is going to be once COVID is over and some of the countries that are still in a deep quarantine are out. We want them all to participate. Please contact me. You can email me and contact me through my website. And Monica has something she wants to add to that. I do. Uh, just reminded me, I think when, back in December when we were here, I talked to you about that commercial, you know, for Coca-Cola where they all used to hold on, you know, to their hands. But no, I am thrilled. I'm thrilled to... Um, to be a part of it and just let me know what I can do. I'm on. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's, <laughs> you know, COVID what? No, but there are a lot of countries such as my country and Peru. Um, don't know how we can help them, but we can at least have them in our thoughts. You know, it's sad that we can't all do it at once. But here in, in the U.S., we should all do our part. Absolutely. So how can guests get in touch with you and Jack? Through the Visual Wow podcast, too. I would love to, you know, if anybody's interested, tune in. But you can get a hold of us through visualwow.com. You can email me, monica at washingtown.com. Did I say that too quickly? It'll be on the show notes. Okay. Smoke signals. (laughs) Yes, I'm low tech, high tech, whatever works. Just call me. So Jack had to leave before we could delve a little bit into Visual Wild Podcast. So can you just give a quick, I mean, I know what it's about. I've been interviewed several times. I've co-hosted episodes as well with Jack. So just tell everybody what that's about. The Visual Wild Podcast really is all about events. It's for events people. It's for photographers. And it's really for anybody who has experienced a wow moment. We are expanding it as we speak because there's so much more to delve into. Even 
doing it with the CAM project, you know, I, my brain is already exploding as to, you know, how many wow moments can we have and how many wow moments can we share with the audience? So sometimes Jack will host by himself. Sometimes we'll do it together. Sometimes I'll do my own. My own would probably more in Tamara's uh, kind of style as, uh, as far as just more storytelling and how we can all work together because it all comes back to the same. It, it's one world. So we are actually about to be the visual communications company for the Cater Source special events conference that's happening in middle of July, which we're excited in Miami. So if anybody is going, please hit me up. Uh, let me know and we can meet up. We will have an island in the exhibit floor and I would love to meet you and uh, talk to you a little bit more about what we do and how we can work together. But uh, yes, Visual Wow is, can I say kicking ass? No. You can say kicking ass. This is the adult podcast. It is really um, reigniting. We took a little bit of hiatus because our business, as Jack mentioned earlier, has started again, thank God. And, you know, we're back on the map. Well, we never left the map, but we got a little quieter. You did, but you did a lot of Zoom weddings, Zoom oh, yes. funerals, Zoom bar and bar mitzvahs. We pivoted. And I know a lot of people hate that word, but we did pivot and we were able to still uh, work through COVID and just change the way we doing things. And I do believe that, you know, the Zoom and the hybrid way of doing events will not go away. What we found out, and again, this fits with the CAM project, this fits with our project, with anything, we found that that we were able to reach a wider audience. And even for something as sad as a funeral, all over the country, all over the world, you know, I was being a host to these people and I would mute myself because I'm in tears, you know, it's just like thinking about what they're all going through and how they came together. So it's a great medium to continue to bring us all together and, you know, it will not go away. So again, we're excited to go see all of our friends. I'm sad that Samara will not be able to be a part of the conference in Miami, but we will keep her abreast. Maybe I'll have, you know, like, video happening all the time so you can be there. And I know somehow she will find the way to be there. Well, I might be the surprise guest speaker. <laughs> there you go. She will be the surprise guest speaker. Will that surprise any of you? No. <laughs> Monica knows me all too well. Um, yes, I do have to bring the kids back. They start school incredibly early, the first week of August. Well, Monica, I love you, love you, love you. Thank you for giving me the basement every time I come and stay with you guys and your family and we have a bottle of wine to celebrate with after this. We have many. <laughs> we have many. <laughs> so, but hey, your room will always be open to you. You know the code to get in. So <laughs> we don't even have to be here. But uh, as always, it's a pleasure. And, you know, you're part of our heart, part of our family. What else can I say? You know, when your uh, phone Bluetooth is hooked up to everyone's cars in the house, that you have, you have practically live here. So... I love you, Monica. We'll have to do a follow-up, of course. Kisses, kisses, hugs, hugs. And again, I look forward to meeting more of you. And uh, let's do it. So thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of CamCast. This was such a special treat for me to have Jack and Monica, and more importantly, to be sitting at their dining room table and using Jack's fancy recording equipment as well. I just want to thank you all for listening. And please go back and listen to previous episodes as well, because... 
They are quite powerful, and you never know whose life we can change and make better. Have an amazing day. This is Samara Hurley, and I'm done speaking. Thank you for listening. We would love to consider your kid or teen as a potential guest on Camcast Kids, hosted by the Cam Project co-founder, kidpreneur Ava Hurley, and friends. Also accepting applications for parents, educators, specialists, and entrepreneurs on the Camcast. Visit thecamproject.org to apply. Remember to follow our podcasts and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. 